Welcome to track number four of Tell Them. I am going to give you assignments of shepherds. Assignment number one: tenderness. Tenderness. If you are going to be a good shepherd, you must be tender. All right, tenderness. Genesis chapter thirty-three, verse thirteen. What does it say? Genesis chapter 33, verse 13. What does it say? And he's, oh, who's reading it first? For a CD, start. She, she got up first. But you are not reading it, you see. Which are nursing are with me. And if, and if the men should drive them out one day, all the flock will die. All the flock will die. My Lord knoweth that the children are what? Tender. What does yours say? Frail. The children are tender. The people are tender, frail. So a shepherding, a shepherd's assignment is what? Tenderness. Tenderness. You cannot be a good shepherd if you are too hard. Amen. A shepherd does what? Tenderness. Wow. How many are going to be tender shepherds? You have to be gentle. It says that, For my Lord knoweth that the sheep uh, the children are tender and the flocks and the heads are young. They have young with me. Amen. Amen. And the flock will die if the men should overdrive them in one day. So the shepherding assignment of tenderness, the first reason is because the children are tender. They are easily hurt. And easily dislocated. So a pastor or a shepherd must learn tenderness. And surprisingly, many lady shepherds are not tender. Surprisingly, they are more wicked and hard and they don't tolerate nonsense. Sharp shooting. No nonsense. Hey. But the Bible says that the, my Lord knoweth that the children are tender. You have to be tender with the sheep. When you see somebody who is doing well, you ask the person, you ask, how did this person get here? Through tenderness. That's how you can get a good person to be with you for a long time. Tenderness. So I'm speaking especially to the lady shepherds. Sometimes ladies, when they see other ladies, they do. They are not impressed. And all pastors 
and male shepherds, when you see a lady shepherd who does not have tenderness, you have to control them. Don't allow them to beat the tender sheep. Intervene. I say, no, 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 no. Don't kill her. Don't. Be kind. Huh? <laughs> one day, one day, a certain pastor, his wife was not tender. She will face the people, suck them, drive them out. You out. You get in line. Step back. She sucked a lot of them. One day, all the people in the church said, We are tired. We are tired. We are tired. We have suffered from this woman. And they were telling the pastor, from your wife. And the, hus- the husband said, it is true. <laughs> but I didn't control her. A lot of people have been sacked. Then they sacked the pastor himself. He said, all of you should go. So I learned something from that. That all my stories are true. Even the ones that you see that as if it cannot be true. It is true. (laughs) And they said, you know, we don't want you again. So you realize the pastor has made a mistake. You see, even though the Bible says, husband, love your wife. We are all human beings. We the boys do we know our weaknesses. And the girls do we know your weaknesses. So when you see wickedness, if you are a husband, even house helps and maids, if you are a husband and you are not with a strong arm, they can beat them. They will suck all of them. Go. You take a shoe and you are slapping. You are slapping the house, the person who is helping you in the house, the maid. Why? Eh? Wickedness. So, if you are, that's why I said the pastors, when you see that they are driving the sheep too hard, you have to step in. If you don't step in, you are a fool. Bible says, love your wife. But the Bible doesn't say that your wife is an angel. She's a human. And all the women are alosis. Another of the same kind. You know yourselves or you don't know yourselves. So if you want to be a good pastor, I tell you, look. People are some way. That's what I can tell you to start with. That is why the people that I use to deal with unbelievers in the church, I use women. Yeah. When I see unbelievers who are some way, 
I use women. They are my forward, my drug bar and uh, Kalu. I send them. Hey, they will straighten them like this. Hmm. One day, a certain engineer came to do some things at the church. And I was passing by. And I saw my players that I put in front facing him, straightening him like this. He said, hey! One time he faced the man and he began to cry. And I come, I said, nice father, I was just passing by. I'm just a priest, I don't know. But people are somewhere. You need people who can straighten people. But when it comes to the church work, where we are trying to foster, gather, build, you have to leave that thing and behave as if you haven't seen foolishness and misbehavior. Do you understand? Yeah. Because in my father's house, there are many vessels. There are all kinds of people in a church. And for the church to grow, you have to accommodate people who will not change, but who will change. You didn't hear me. I said, they have not changed, but they will change. If you are tender, they will change one day and you will be surprised. Oh, yes. So, one of the assignments, top assignments of a shepherd is tenderness. Tenderness. Because the sheep are tender, they are soft. What do you think? Is it good? Is it good? Is it true? It is true? Yeah. The second reason for shepherding assignment of tenderness is because the flocks and the heads have young. They, are, they have given birth. So they are... They, 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 they are. You see, when, oh, watch out. When somebody has a baby, the person is beleaguered with a burden. You see, sometimes people have burdens and problems already before they came to church. One time a lady met my wife. She didn't know who she was. And she, she had parked or she had something. And she was just shouting at her at the car, at the car park. She didn't, ah, da, 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 da. she didn't know who she was. You see, then later on she found this lady, some frustrated woman. She was going to marry somebody. The man said he would marry her again. Another one, he said he would not marry her again. She had gone to stay with somebody for a long time. The person has a lot of problems. You understand? So that's why I said that the sheep have young with them. When a woman has a baby, she's almost not normal. Her life is so different than before a baby's time. So you have to take your time. You get it? People have lots of problems as they come to the church. Look, you know that when you are preaching a sermon, everybody is looking for his problem to be answered in that sermon, even though the sermon is not about that topic. 
they are looking for a reason to do what they want to do from your sermon. About something that is not in the message. And if you don't take care, they will see it. In the message. By the time the message is over, they have extracted that message. Number C. Number three. The third reason why tenderness is one of the most important assignments of a shepherd is because the flock will die if you overdrive them in one day. And the same verse is what I'm using throughout this assignment of tenderness. It says, And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. Wow. Huh? All the flock will die. If you push them too hard, they will die. So you need to be tender. You push them, but at a point as if you haven't seen that they are not walking. What do you think? Because when you push them too hard, before you realize, hey, I can't. I'm going. So we need tender. So God is looking for some tender people to send to Port Elizabeth and East London. And Cape Town. And where again? Botswana and Lesotho. Men of tenderness. Softness. Who will not drive too hard. And will say, okay. I can see that you are. You you need some time. Amen. Amen. What do you think? It's going to make your church very big. Tenderness. People know there are some way. They are looking for somebody who knows there are some way, but still likes them. How many know that you are some way? If you are some way, raise your hand. Are you not happy to find somebody who likes you? Even though you are some way. Is it not nice to find somebody? Yeah. Person knows you are some way and the person likes you still, just as you are. And one day you see that the person has changed. Hmm? Number four. The fourth reason why tenderness is the one of the key assignments of a shepherd is because because what? It's because what? The flock must be led softly. Softly. Tenderly. There's a song like that. Tenderly what? Softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling. You don't know how to sing. Sing it. Softly and Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See at the potter, he's waiting and watching, watching for you. Come home, come home, come 
tenderly. You see how tender Jesus is. Tenderness. Calling no sinner, come home. Wow. Sing it again. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. Oh. Watching for you and for me. He's saying, Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. And asleep, tenderly. Jesus is calling, he calls tenderly takes his time you know I can tell there are some people I can point to here I've called you before, you didn't mind me I've called you again, you didn't mind me but I just keep calling tenderly softly keep calling yeah and you see I can see that that gentle calling because the gent- gentleness means you know, like the force you would have applied in one minute. Boom! You apply it slowly. You still apply the same force. But tenderly, earnestly. It doesn't mean that you change your mind. But you still call and then you push back slower. And then you, you'll be surprised you see person changing, changing, changing. Somebody like Juanita. Bishop Saki's wife. You know, I, I can I remember her. I, I I noticed how she changed over the years and adjusted herself. She forced herself to change. Oh, if there was ever somebody whom you could see determined to change what what is necessary, she's an example. Yeah, she forced her. To, I mean, she adjusted herself. A time came in the church where it was just young people who had come to work. She converted herself into a young person to be with them and work. She made herself like one of the children, even though we were we had all started together. She kept changing and adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. It was it was a, a wonder, wonderful thing to watch. And like most valuable things, you don't know how valuable it is till you lose it. But I tell you, God's hand is on you, calling you gently, tenderly, softly. I remember Miranda. She said I should say hello to all of you. I remember Miranda. I came to preach once. I told her I wanted you to do something. Come. And I she didn't she didn't she didn't listen to me. So I didn't say anything. And then I, I sent a text. I think I told Kumu send a text. And she also got the same response. So then one day, I don't know, I think I sent I sent him, I said, Come. And I was surprised when she said, Okay. So after some years she now listened. 
Softly. Sing it. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you. He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home. must be led only as much as the youngest can endure. Amen. You go as fast as the youngest can go. Amen. Next one. What did I, what did I give you? I said this is an assignment of what? Assignments of a shepherd. Number one is ten on it. The second major assignment of a shepherd is guiding and leading. You have to guide and lead people when you become a shepherd and a pastor. And the Bible says in Psalm 23 verse 2, it says, He leads me by still waters. Doesn't he? Psalm 23, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by the still waters. So a shepherd leads his sheep. So if you have a shepherd or a pastor, remember that he is leading you. So you must never lose sight of your shepherd. Some of you lose sight of your shepherd. You cannot see him. You don't know where he is. You don't know what he is doing. You lose contact. And you lose sight of the shepherd. And when that happens, you go astray. So if you are here, and you are going to become a good shepherd, or a good pastor, remember that one of the main assignments is to actually lead people, which is a foreign concept in today's rebellious world. In this world, everybody wants to lead himself, like a snake or like a lizard. You lead yourself. But you are a sheep. And a sheep must be led. So, Busola, you are supposed to lead people. Now, the first person you must lead is yourself. You see, if you don't lead yourself well, how can you lead somebody? 
That is why I was saying that a shepherd goes before them. You go before the people, then the people follow you. So you cannot easily lead somebody into something you yourself have never gone into. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Then turn to Psalm 77 verse 20. No, he, he stood up first. Read, but now it's not about standing. It's not about standing up. Okay, sit down. Close your Bible again. Ready? Steady? Go. Hmm, some people had already. Thou ledest thy people like flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Thou ledest thy people like a flock a many a many thou ledest thy people like a flock a many what do you think is it fantastic you are going to be a leader how many are not leaders yet raise your hand if you are not yet a leader how many are going to become leaders and shepherds are you all shepherds? Are you people? Are you shepherds? You are just recruits. Who are you? Who are you? Potential shepherds. Shepherd. You are just people, isn't it? Very good. So you are going to become a leader. That is why you must get the book, The Art of Leadership. The Art of Hearing. The Mega Church. Lay People and the Ministry. You must get these books and start reading them. Because every leader is a reader. Amen. Do you have my art of leadership? Do you have it? Anybody? No? I got it. Okay. Every leader is a reader. Every leader is what? No, it's a reader. Yeah. You must read if you are a leader. If you are going to lead somebody, you got to know something more than the person. What do you think? Huh? Yeah. Like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a father feeds his children, like a shepherd leads his flock, the Lord will always guide us and show us where to walk. And in times that we have plenty, in times that we have none, he's our provider. His mercy never stops. Like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a father, he feeds us. From the morning to the evening, till the sun arises again. Like a shepherd, he 
Wow. Like a father, he feeds us. Oh, he is the great I am. Every time that we are gathered, confessing him as Lord, his presence always guides us and shows where to walk we are children of his pasture and sheep of his flock children of his kingdom purchased by his blood like a shepherd he leads us and like a father he feeds us from the How many are going to be leaders? There's one key that I want to give you to leading, and that is reading. Amen. Every leader is a reader. Reader. Amen. So if you want to become a leader, what must you become? Do you know that most Africans don't read much? Huh? Many black people don't read much. But you are going to be an exceptional black person. Readers always lead non-readers. Readers lead non-readers. Readers lead non-readers. Readers are paid more than non-readers. Readers have higher positions than non-readers. Readers are richer than non-readers. Readers are more blessed than non-readers. Readers are wiser than non-readers. <laughs> Readers have more understanding of this life than non-readers. Non-readers are usually at the bottom of everything. They don't know much. They are below. Non-readers. What do you think? It's amazing, isn't it? Be a reader. Every one of you have books in your toilet. Toilet? You know toilet? Toilet. Have a book there. And a Bible. You have a Bible toilet, toilet Bible, and then 
toilet books. When you go there, don't waste the moment. T.D. Jokes wrote a book called Maximize the Moment. When you are there, open a book and read something. Many of my books have got very short chapters. If you are a fast attendee, you can still read one chapter of the art of hearing or the art of leadership. Art of leadership in particular is a good book for the toilet. Because it has so many short chapters. Okay? What do you think? Will you do it? Or you will not do it? One day I will come to your house and say, can I use the toilet please? And when they take me to the toilet, I'll say, no, not this toilet, the one that you use. I want that toilet. And when I go there, I will know more about you by going to that place. Yeah. Instead of going there to force something that is not coming to come quickly, you take your time and read a book. By the time you finish reading a chapter, all things would have worked out well. <laughs> if you had followed my advice, you would not have got pals. about reading amen so you see i'll tell you one time a certain businessman came to our church now he's not a businessman he's actually one of these top and he said to me he said you bishop you are very deceptive i said why he said oh when you are having a meeting or you are saying something very important you are very casual as if you don't know what you are saying when you have a meeting, as if you, you don't intend to have the meeting, but everything that is going is very serious. You are very serious, but you look as if you are joking. Or you are not serious. What he was trying to say was that you, with some people, you may not know the person is saying something that he means very seriously. But like what I'm saying, you think it's a joke. But I, there's no joke in what I'm saying at all. Not even 1% of joke. I'm serious. If you will learn to read, and one of the places you can learn to, that's if you go to toilet in your house. If you use a public toilet, you can't apply this. Uh, do you have public toilet in South Africa? It's not common. Hmm. No, no, I mean in your house. Let's say like these 20 houses use this toilet. Do you have that here? Uh-huh. Okay. Hostels and so on. Yeah. If you apply, you find yourself reading a little one chapter, and you don't. When you are reading a book, don't start from the beginning. Open anywhere and read. Because some of you, you have never read the end of a book. Because of you, always start at the beginning. And sometimes, when a person is writing a book, it's the middle that is nicer, or the end. Mm-hmm. The beginning part. He was trying to give you the context. 
So there is no joke in what I'm saying. You see, as if we are just laughing, or there's everything we are saying is we are very serious. If you follow what I'm saying, you'll be, you'll be surprised at who you will become. Amen. Amen. Follow it. Bibles and books in the toilet. Take your time. Take your time. Time taking. Tell somebody, time taking. Tenderly, softly, earnestly. What do you think? Is it a good message? And just become a reader, small, 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 small. Readers are superior to non-readers. I'm telling you, that's how the world is. So he leads us. And if you are going to be a shepherd, you are going to be someone who is leading people. And how are you going to lead the people if you don't know anything yourself? Your authority to lead comes from your knowledge that you have. Amen. So, Psalm 78, verse 52 to 54. Psalm 78, verse 52. He made his own people to go forth like, like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them on safely so that they feared not. Oh, hallelujah. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to the border of, the, of his sanctuary, even to this mountain, which his right hand had purchased. Amen. So shepherds, we are going to be leaders. Amen. The third assignment of every shepherd is watching and protecting. Watching over the sheep and protecting them. Amen. If you are a shepherd, you are going to watch out. Number one, a shepherd must watch out for the state of the soul. I'm talking about the watching of a shepherd. Amen. Watch out for the state of the soul, the mind, and the heart of the people. Amen. Hebrews chapter 37 Chapter 13, verse 17. It says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls everybody say watch for your souls say watch for your souls watch for your souls when you become a shepherd you are watching out for somebody's soul and the person's soul is the mind the heart the feelings the ideas of the person so when you are watching out a shepherd must watch out And try to see how a person's mind is working. You see, a good pastor is watching carefully. How is this person's mind working? How is he thinking? Is he happy? Is he angry? Is he annoyed? Is he offended? What is he doing? So, a good shepherd, I'm teaching you how to be a good shepherd. Watch 
For the soul, a soul of a person, we have the spirit, the soul, and the body. The soul of a person has to do with the mind, the will, the emotions, the feelings, if you like, of a person. How the person's mind is working. And a shepherd must watch that. One shepherd, pastor, met his sheep and he said, Oh, I like your dress. Oh, your hair, I like this hairstyle that you, you do, that you, you are doing today. It's like the other one, and so on. Now, you ask yourself that, as a shepherd, what are you looking for? Is it the hair of the person, or the dress of the person, or the soul? The mind, how is the person's mind? How is the person thinking? Your, your duty as a shepherd is not the person's hair. The person's dress. It is good to have that you must have and if the person is not wearing it, right? You can also correct that. But that is not what is your chief concern. Your main concern is the state. When I see Ibusola, my eyes are looking to see. There are some things I want to talk to Busola about. But I'm watching her soul. To see whether her soul is at a certain place where I can press tenderly. Yeah. That's what I'm watching out for her. Not her hairstyle. It's not a nice hairstyle, but I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But I'm watching for her soul. For they watch for your souls. As they that must give accounts. You give an account for the souls of a, of a person. So keep your eyes open. Sometimes people are developing into orangus. Keep your eyes open. Sometimes people are becoming somewhere. Keep your eyes. Listen to what people say when they are talking. Carefully analyze the statements they are making. And that will tell you more about how the person is thinking and whether the person is in a good flow. Yeah. And also when the person doesn't say anything at all, that one too is also a very bad sign. Because that one you cannot determine what is in the person's soul. So you have to assume that it's something bad. Yeah. When the person doesn't talk, watch his eyebrows. When the head, the eyes like this, frowning. When something comes out, what the person's mouth, the person's flow, all those things. Are, you see, Cain was with Abel. If Abel had looked at Cain's face, maybe by now he would still be alive. Bible says that Cain's countenance fell. When he saw that God was happy with him, he became unhappy. Why is God happy with this person? He's not happy with me. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Amen. So God wants us to watch out. Watch. And as people develop, then you will even know what you can tell them. Amen. Another meaning of this scripture is that watching for whether their souls are saved in the first place. Amen. Amen. Number two, a shepherd must watch for them. Take heed, therefore, Acts chapter 20. Acts 20. We are going to take a break for lunch in a couple of moments.
Take heed. Are you, have you found Acts 20? It's a very important verse for you to find. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God. Amen. He hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Amen. Amen. Take heed to yourselves. Amen. And, and, and to all the flock, you see, over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer, to feed them, which he has purchased with his own blood. Amen. Amen. That is what God is calling you to become in South Africa. To become someone who will oversee the flock of God, which Christ has purchased with blood. Christ purchased his flock with blood. Blood. The blood of Jesus was used. Rejoiner, he went to England and he was staying in the center of uh, London. And... um, one night, he decided to go out for a walk. And he was walking near Buckingham Palace. And suddenly, the word of the Lord came unto him. What will you do when you see the queen? My queen, or the queen. And suddenly, he became scared because he felt sad that the Lord had revealed that he's about to meet the queen of England. So he started to think of what, what do you say? Your majesty, her majesty, his majesty. I mean, what, your uh, excellency, your royalty, you bow. I mean, are you allowed to shake? So he was wondering what are the right things to do. Then the Lord told him, my queen is my church. The church is my bride, my princess. He said, when you, how you treat my sheep and how you treat my church, you are dealing with my queen. That's my queen. That is. So that's why he said, when I, how are you going to behave when you see my queen? That was what the Lord was asking him. How will you behave when you see my precious flock? Look, I want to ask you, my bride, I want to ask you whether you have any love in your heart for God's wonderful flock. You must have love. You must care for the people. Amen. Look, if you are a real shepherd... When they come near you, they will feel care. They will, you feel that somebody is looking after me. Somebody loves me. That's what you feel. Somebody became close to Kenneth Hagen and Kenneth Copeland. And they asked him, what did you find out when you, were, you stayed close to them? Stand up. We are still writing. But I need you to Stand. I tell you. Huh? Sit down. Listen. What was I telling you? 
Some people came how, and they asked, what, what was it like being near such? You know what they said? He said, number one, I didn't learn faith. He said, the, the one thing that I saw when I came close was love. But these guys are full of love. Is it not surprising? That when you come near to the man of God, you rather feel and find love. Because when you come to a real shepherd, that's what Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Lovest thou me? If you love me, feed my sheep. And you cannot feed the sheep until you love the sheep. He said, care for the sheep. Tenderly. Love people who are not your family. People who are not from your country. People who are not from your tribe. Some of you are too tribalistic to be shepherds. You are too tribalistic to be good shepherds. Huh? In South Africa, which tribe likes tribalism? Tosa. Tosas. Is it true? They like themselves. They marry themselves. They don't, huh? They don't mix with other. If one employs, they employ the other. Are they like that? So if you are a tosser, how many tossers are here? You must open your heart to love other Zulus and Sutus and, and Shangans. Huh? And vendors. And where? Swanas. Pedis. Yeah. How can you love only tossers? Kalat. Amen. Some of you, God is going to break that tendency in you. He's going to give you love in your heart. For Zulus. Can you love a Zulu? (laughs) In Ghana, we have one tribe who is like that. They like themselves. If one of them becomes a manager... The secretary will be one. The driver will be one. The watchman will be one. The gardener will be one. The hairdresser will be one. The butcher will be one. Everybody will have one there. Hey! Hey, hey, hey. fantastic one. Hey, a supernatural. Hey, something one. <laughs> Every country has such people, and some countries they like themselves too much. Which countries are like that? America. Huh? America, South Africa. Hey, South Africa, they don't travel anywhere. 
Botswana. There are some countries, if they are in an, a church and then somebody comes and the person is from their country and says he's starting a church here, all of them will go there. Which countries are these? Congolese, Nigerians. That one there, you were all shouting, Nigeria. Congolese. So, brothers and sisters, we have to break those spirits. What do you think? Huh? You must have love. For some more people apart from your, your small group. You know, I feel so blessed to see all of you. I'm from Ghana. And you are here. This church is for South Africa. As the years go by, you will see more and more and more South Africans, South Africa. Because that is how missionary work is. It starts and then it gradually becomes local. All the churches in Ghana were started by white people. Presbyterian, Methodist, Catholic, Salvation Army, Pentecost. All the big churches and denominations, they all started by white people. It's an effort to begin. Then it grows into the country. It's just a natural thing. So this church is for South, it's for South Africa. Your children and your children's children, if Jesus doesn't come soon, will be the pastors. Mozambique and Angola. It will all be to be an Angolan thing. Mozambican something. It's just a matter of time. So love the church with all your heart. Love the people. Huh? You are not relatives of me, but I love you. You are and you are not blood relations. Do you understand? But I have a certain concern and care for you. Yeah. So I want you to love people. You get it? And care for people's problems. Even though my mother, one day my mother told me, ah, what do I know? Something I will tell her this has happened to somebody. This what do you know so many people with so many things happening to people. See, I said there are so many people in our family. Because as I'm standing here, I know somebody who has breast cancer. I know somebody who has this. I know somebody who has that. Different things. Do you understand? Oh, they are in different places. It concerns me. There are some people, if they die, I will fly there. If they are alive, I will fly there. If they are dead, I will fly there. Oh, yeah. It, I'm immediately grounded. I mean, when uh, Bishop Saki's wife, my, all my program, I was, I was just about traveling. I was going to preach somewhere. When this thing happened in the morning, I said, Whoa! And my agenda and everything changed. I called, I said, I can't come, I can't come, I can't come. Cancel. Do what you want to do, but I can't come there. My life changed from that moment because even the body of the person is 
consent. The Bible said the archangel contended with uh, uh, Satan over the body. Yeah. So even the body of the person is important. How much more when you are alive? Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want you to have some love for something that is not for you. And I tell you, you will see. The more people you love, the more God will bless your life. The more your heart is wider and bigger. So I want to say to all ladies who one day will have maids, you have a maid, take your maid as your daughter. Don't give her different food. And she should eat dog food and you eat, she should eat bones whilst you eat meat. Is she not a human being? You, if you tie your hair and you start selling bread and granules on your head, you will be just like any villager. It's just the grace of God that you are, you are here. It's just the power of God. There's nothing special about you. There's no, you are, it's just the grace of God. You would have been, you'd be nothing. You are nothing anyway. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. So I want you to love. Open your heart. Let there be love. Amen. Tell somebody next to you, I love you. Okay, 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 okay. Is it is it is time for lunch? Time? I'm asking. Yeah, okay. Go. If you see a brother standing by the way with a heavy load from sea to song. If you see a sister walking down the road, just stop and say, you're going the wrong way. You've got to try a little kindness. Show People are walking alone in the dark. Sing it again. Don't walk alone in the dark. Hey. Lend a helping hand. Lend a helping hand. To someone there. And the kindness that you show every day. The kindness you show. Will help someone. Will help somebody. Along their way. Hey. 
Try a little kindness. Number two, show a little kindness. Shine your light. Number three, shine your light for everyone to see. Okay? Shine your light for everyone to see. Have you got that? Number four, and if you try a little kindness, and if you try a little kindness, then you, then the you will overlook the blindness. Huh? That if you try a little kindness, you will overlook the blindness of narrow-minded people on a narrow-minded way. Streets, sorry. And if you try a little kindness, you will overlook the blindness of narrow-minded people on a, on a narrow-minded street. Okay? Start all the way from the top. Let's go. If you see a brother walking down the way. Hey, if you see your brother walking. With a heavy load. Try a little kindness. 
one, a shepherd watches for the lives of his sheep. I've done that. Number three, shepherd watch by being prayerful and constantly in prayer. Alright? So continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. How shepherds to watch. I'm talking about the assignment of watching. The assignment of watching. The next one, shepherds watch by praying. Shepherds watch by watching and praying in the night for their sheep. One of the works of a shepherd is to pray and to learn to pray in the night. Alright? In order to pray, you need quiet time. And many times there's no quiet season for prayer. And because there's no quiet season for prayer, alright, because there's no quiet season for prayer, what happens? You don't pray. How many realize you don't pray much? There are two reasons why we don't pray much. Number one, there's no quiet time. Number two, there's no quiet place. You get, you get it? And then number three, you sleep too late. So one of the new revelations that is in the system is sleeping early as if you are sick. You will wake up without an alarm clock in the middle of the night and you will be able to pray. Anybody who has a family, your family is a disturbance, naturally, to all spiritual activities. That is why Paul didn't marry and Jesus didn't marry. Are you there? Yes. So it is important, alright, that you learn how to watch the shepherding assignment of watching and protecting. What do you think? And we don't watch. It says, therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. First Thessalonians 5, 6. A true pastor cannot sleep like other people sleep. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore let us not sleep like others do. Amen. But let us watch and be sober. Let us not sleep as do others. Amen. What do you think? How many want to pray more? Would you like to pray more? Have I given you a key to pray more? Huh? 
in Korea, pastors wake up, they spend Saturday praying for the Sunday service. And early in the evening, they give themselves, do you get it? They go into their study, separate from their families, and wait on God and pray for Sunday. So a Korean pastor, he spends Saturday waiting on God and praying for the Sunday. And no wonder their churches are the largest churches in the world. So it is very, very, very important that a pastor, are you there, would learn how to pray a lot in a week. And most of us don't pray much. True or not true. And if you are going to be a good pastor, you must pray for at least one to three hours every day. And on Saturdays before Sunday, you must build yourself up in prayer. Strongly. Are you there? Or you are not there? Yeah. Very strong prayer ministry. Are you there? For yourself. You get it? Praying, praying, praying. But you see, there are two things that prevent people from praying. The place and the time. There's nowhere. Is it true that there's nowhere? Because everybody is everywhere. Me, where my wife is me, I find it with me, I find it difficult to pray. That's my experience. I pray better when she's not around. It's not that I don't love her, but when she's with me, I, I'm not, I can't be as spiritual. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying. Yeah. Because she's around, she's a human being, you have to talk to her. You understand? Otherwise, don't marry. But if you've married, you have to talk to the human being who is there. It's one of your duties now. So you have to stop praying and talk and relate. It's a duty of a Christian husband. Huh? And then you have to now find time to also talk to God. So now you've got two people to talk to. (laughs) And when you are talking to one, you cannot talk to the other. When you are talking to the other, you cannot talk to the one. So the best thing is sleep at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock as if you are sick. You take it that you are sick. And by the time you sleep, and wake up all of the house have been silenced till the morning by sleep. Then you can get three hours to pray. Four hours. Because Christianity is an individual thing. It's an individual thing. 
even though you are married, it is between you and God. Do you understand what I'm saying? What do you think? Huh? It is an individual thing. It is between you and your God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's between you and your God. Amen. You must have that time. There are many people that we've appointed as pastors who are prayerless. The only reason that their pastoral appointment is standing is because of the church as a whole that we haven't sacked them. But if you were on your own as a pastor by now, you yourself would have been sacked by yourself. Some of you, you don't pray so much to the extent that it is like you are not a pastor at all. So I don't want that in the new generation of pastors and shepherds that are going to come out of South Africa. I don't want this prayerless style. You get it? Because prayerless means powerless. Amen. 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 Are you there or you've gone home? Are you still around? So shepherds watch by being, the next one is shepherds watch by being alert in every way for the enemy. Amen. Now, the next assignment of a shepherd is protecting. This one was watching. Now I'm going to protecting. Six ways or reasons why you can protect. Number one, God defends his sheep through the shepherds. Amen. Psalm 59 verse 16. But I will sing of the power of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and my refuge. Amen. What do you think? Thou hast been my defense and my refuge in the day of trouble. Amen. 